Was Inky the original alien savior? That's what we're going to talk about today. Diving back into the mythologies of the Anunnaki. Um, this study has already been, it's been one of the hardest studies I've personally done. Um, so as we get into this, um, very, very, um, I would say fresh terrain for this podcast. Um, I've done a ton of stuff on Enoch before I've looked at, um, alien gods over and over and over. I have had so many people ask me to talk about the Anunnaki, talk about the Anunnaki. I never did because I never knew anything about the Anunnaki beyond, you know, what I've seen on the History Channel, stuff like that. Um, so I thought it was time to dive in, get into it myself, get into it here on the podcast and look at what are the origins of a lot of these uh, stories that we have. Uh, where does this actually come from? Um, happy Wednesday, Tyler June says. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for being here, my friend. 05 says hello. 3EM says hope you're having a good day, my friend. I am having a beautiful day today. Um, and I thought it was a great day just to get into this. I'm trying to put the microphone a bit closer to my face um, so I don't have to talk as loud because I'm doing as many videos as I can a day. And uh, I'm at risk of losing my voice if I keep yelling at the camera. So um, I'm going to try to keep it as close to my mouth as I can without it blanking out the green screen because when I lose my face on green screen, it tends to drop out. So as we get into this, um, again, what I wanted to talk about is Inky, the alien savior. Um, we're looking at, you know, the Anunnaki origins really with uh, a lot of our mythologies. We're going to see literally the flood play out that we see in the Holy Bible. We're going to see uh, the Noah character that we see in the Holy Bible. We're going to see a bit of a different spin on all of that. And one of the things that I just want to encourage everyone as we go through this study is open hearts, open minds. I'm deconstructed, guys. I don't hold any doctrine or dogma. I'm totally okay with that. Um, I feel very good about it. It's something I've really struggled with. I've prayed over. I've sought uh, a higher power over. Um, I have finally for the first time in my life can I just be like hey I don't know um, I want to know I want to learn I want to keep growing and that's really how I approach this as all of these texts all scripture is profitable uh, for learning and growing right so that's that's how I approach this what's up Annie how are you doing my friend um, James says wondering if the Kabbalah teaches uh, back as far as Enoch scene uh, I have not gotten into Kabbalah yet. Um, I really like it from what I've read. Um, there's like a nine-hour reading of it on YouTube. Um, I did a couple of hours of it, but I haven't gone through the whole thing yet. So um, I'd love to do more of that on here. But again, for now, we're going to be going through the Sumerian cuneiform tablets um, as presented specifically in the Enuma Elish, uh, which is the seven tablets of the history of creation. Um, these are by all intents and purposes, um, as I've said, super, super old. Um, this translation is from like 1909 that I'm actually reading from. There's a bunch of different ones that that's why this study has been, uh, literally the hardest study I've done, um, because, there's no one point of data for this. Like, it's not like you can go to the Bible and pick up the Bible and read it. Like, this is like, huh, there's um, a sacred text website. There's like UCLA has a bunch of these tablets translated. Yale has a bunch of them translated. Um, they're, they're kind of everywhere. So what's up, Tony? How are you, my brother? Um What's the link between the Sumerian gods and the Christian Bible? That's exactly what we're looking at, uh, foe. Um, this this whole series already is revealing literal allusions to uh, like Inky um, and Christ, Inky and the serpent in the Garden of Eden, Jesus and the serpent in the Garden of Eden. You may go, whoa, 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 that's heretical. That's not what my pastor says. I'm not going to tell you what your pastor says whatsoever. Everything that you're going to hear on this channel um, is, I don't want to say fresh approach because I know other people have taken this approach, but it's definitely my spin on it. 
and is definitely super open-minded. And I'm just honestly trying to look at the logical, um, what I call um, data connections in all of this. Like, if this, then that. Um, where does all this actually connect? Like, doctrine and dogma aside, I'm not worried about that with this. I want to understand how it connects so I can have a bigger picture of what we're a part of here. Like, if these Anunnaki gods are real, I'm not saying they are, and I'm not saying they aren't, but if they're real, if they really visited our planet and they really terraformed here and actually did the genetic modification uh, to bring us into <clears throat> kind of the lower vibration that we're in right now, um, then I want to know about it because that affects my spirituality personally. So Missy says, yay. Hi, Cub. Hi, Mythos family. What is up, Missy? How are you doing, my friend? Deborah, thank you for being here. Trey Rollins, thanks for joining. Daniel, thanks for being here. We've got a lot of people on today. Um, I appreciate you guys being here and bearing with me through this study because it is deep. It is going to take a while. Just like Enoch, we're not even done with Enoch. We're just kind of tapping back and forth between them um, because they're very similar in some ways and very different in a lot of ways. Um, Fred says, I'm starting to listen to your podcast. Thank you, Fred. I appreciate that. I hope you enjoy it. I'm doing one a day right now, trying to do a really solid one every day instead of the two a day. So um, provided that continues to grow the channel, continues to grow the mission and support what I'm doing, that's how I'm going to focus on it. If I need to go back to two shorter ones a day, I'll do that. I just felt like I was rushing uh, the two podcasts a day and really getting into um, just forcing myself to do more um, rather than genuinely approaching this in kind of a holistic manner. Uh, Jason, what's up, my brother? How are you doing? Um, Jung says uh, Anunnaki have been captured, and that's why we haven't ascended. Um, you know, that's another thing I'm going to avoid here is the this is this and that is that type talk. Um, what you guys need to be doing is um, I heard or I understand or it is possible or it's my opinion that dot 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 rather than a bold statement. Like unless you're there and you've seen them and you've got footage and statements and, and that type of you know proof, then we've got to approach all of this with an I don't know attitude. And so that's really what my whole channel is about. Um, none of this is stuff that I'm here to, you know, show you the, the, uh, video proofs of or anything. Um, but I can direct you to the original text. I can direct you to the original mythologies. Um, and I can direct you to kind of connecting the dots with everything. And so that's really how I approach this. So, uh, this is not a conspiratorial channel whatsoever. Um, Derek says, uh, do you think that they made it and created us? Okay. So here is that's kind of what we're going to get into in these um, seven tablets of creation um, is you see that the gods are like kind of splitting and birthing themselves and then taking consorts and then birthing other gods. Um, and it's, it's a very primordial um, kind of mythology where you have like some, some base beings that then beget other base beings uh, thank you, V. God bless you for the hearts and gifts. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, we did really well yesterday. Um, if I can do what I did yesterday every time I live streamed, uh, that is just hugely, hugely helpful. We made um, about 5,000 stars yesterday on Facebook and then a bunch of tips on uh, TikTok. So all in all, I made about 100 bucks while I live streamed, which just to be really honest with everyone is so helpful to what I'm doing because I'm, I'm hanging out here on my own. This is all me, um, funding it, doing it. I do this full time. I have focused on this a hundred percent of my effort. So thank you guys for the gifts and support. And thank you mythos for being here. Um, if you guys like what you hear, I'll share about mythos here in a little bit. Um, but the seven tablets of creation, uh, the Enuma Elish comes from the first line of this. Uh, that's the name of this text, the Enuma Elish or Elise, depending on how you pronounce it. I'm from West Texas, so don't take my pronunciations as uh, gospel here. When in the height of heaven was not named. So that first line, when in the height of heaven, uh, that's where Enuma Elish comes from. 
Um, and I think that's a beautiful name for this, honestly. Um, so this is like basically saying in the beginning, right? In the beginning. Um, and even think about the word Genesis, genetics, Isis, genetics of Isis, the origin of the mother, Isis, the mother. In this, uh, the Isis character or the divine uh, mother or birther of creation is Tiamat. Um, and then we're about to hear about Tiamat, the mother, um, who is chaos herself. Um, so this kind of pantheon in this mythology is not what I would call um, kind of a cut and dry one. Like we like to look at our biblical canon and go, you know, Jesus, good, Satan, bad. Like this is harder to understand um, because we've got like this divine mother who obviously did a lot of good things. We have the divine kids who did some good things, but also did not so good things. And then kind of the savior here, Inky, um, is a bit of a trickster god, kind of like what you would think of Loki in the uh, Nordic pantheon. Um, you've got the the trickster Inky. He likes to play tricks. Uh, he likes to be sly. He likes to play the game. Um, but at the same time, he does that for the goal of helping humanity and the gods ascend together. So, like, this is all like an intergalactic epic playing out here. Um, as I've reminded everyone, um, these texts are split up. They are not whole. They are like literal halves and pieces and fragments of clay tablets. There are Sumerian, Babylonian, Mesopotamian, a bunch of different versions of this. Those versions have gotten mixed um, in some translations. Even as I was trying to find the origins of Inki and Enlil, which we hear a lot about on social media with just people throwing videos out there randomly, that's what I'm trying to avoid doing is, you know, just the clickbait. I really want to give you guys some, some subtext and some context for all of this so that you can go out and read on your own and try to understand who these characters are who they connect to in the Greek pantheons, in the Hebrew pantheons, um, in, in the rest of the pantheons, even the Egyptian pantheons. Because one thing that we've been, you know, I think honestly just kind of lied to is that none of this connects when really you have all of these pantheons that connect. And literally there's like a, an archetype or the same type God in another pantheon. And how is this when you have cultures that are thousands of miles apart uh, you didn't really have airplanes back then, anything like that. But the gods could fly, right? Um, well, of course. Of course they could. They're extraterrestrial, right? Um, and that's kind of what we're getting at today. So I knew TikTok was going to do this crap today. Um, I get so tired of this when I've got to go back and turn on. It's so distracting. I'm ADD. So TikTok, stop it. Um I get so distracted when my green screen goes off. I'll try to keep my mic down here, but again, I'm trying to trying to keep this uh, where I don't have to yell at the microphone. I may have to get a new microphone and put like one here that kind of floats out in space so I don't have to yell. Um, with that said, um, we're going to read this tablet. Um, it's different than anything you've ever heard. I kind of touched on it the last... Uh, a couple of days so um, Apple user asks or am I proving the Bible is right uh, I think if anything here I'm showing that the Bible is recycled um, I don't know that I'm proving anything I'm not really here to prove anything I'm just here to give you information get you to ask some better questions and uh, take your life to the next level where you can really uh, dig for some authentic understanding of all of this and rather than just buying it because it's in a book uh, we're going to try to formulate our own understanding. Uh, Zachariah Sitchin, uh, Apple user, says, absolutely. Um, you know, Zachariah Sitchin has some incredible, incredible stuff. And that's another thing that I wanted to avoid on this is I haven't dug into a lot of Zachariah Sitchin stuff yet or um, even uh, Billy Carson stuff uh, too much. I've dug just enough to kind of get some context. But I really want to interpret this for ourselves. Um, and then I'm going to go read all of those, of course, but 
Um, I like to see kind of what downloads I get, and it's really weird to see sometimes the correlations and uh, kind of the completeness that we get uh, as you look at a bunch of different people's studies and work on this type of thing, um, including mine. And, and I'm not trying to put myself in the category of those guys for sure, um, but I do think there's a completeness when you look at a lot of different people's work about it, even if they say different things to try to put together your own understanding. Because if you don't understand it, then what's the point of knowledge? Knowledge is pointless if you don't have understanding or understanding of that. That's where the gnosis comes from. That's where you be become uh, what, what uh, they would say, wise beyond your years or an old soul because uh, you just get stuff that other people don't. Uh, Brandon says you got to dig into Sitchin. Uh, his interpretation gave me many downloads. Uh, one about revelations. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and like I said, I've read probably more Sitchin than most people, um, than the average person out there. Uh, but with that said, I don't want this to be a book study on any of his books. Um, and that's why I'm trying to kind of stay away from his work for this so that we can get our own fresh interpretation on it. Not that you won't hear the same things, but I just want to try to stay true to what spirit is going to do through this study that we're doing. So, um, let's see. I had lots of comments here. Uh, Missy says, Cub, definitely please check out the theory I sent via Facebook messenger about Anunnaki breeding. Awesome. I will, I will check that out. Um, so uh smj says where to start any recommendations so where i started this whole alien uh god theory uh again i'm not the person to come up with it it's been around for a long time um but this whole thing kind of came to fruition for me when i was in college and i read book of enoch and it tied so much into the bible and i couldn't figure out why my pastors weren't sharing it and anytime i brought it up it was like oh that's not really real and then the more you look into it, it's like, yeah, it's pretty real. It is a mythology, but so is everything else. And then you're told like, no, the Bible is the only thing that's true. And again, I'm deconstructed. So I see how much of the Bible has been recycled and how much of it has even potentially been manipulated so that the systems of control around it are in place. Again, this is not conspiratorial. It just, it just is. I mean, that's just, just go look at the history of like, how the King James Bible came to be. Just go look at the Latin Vulgate. Go look um, at the early Gnostic teachings and then look at how they were just wiped out. Um, you know, it's, for me, that's that's where to start. Book of Enoch, Gospel of Thomas, uh, especially if you know biblical stuff and you're trying to deconstruct, that's a great place. If you're not very biblical at all, then this is a cool place to start. But again, this isn't even really something you can buy like in print. You've got to kind of find it from uh, these, you know, scholarly websites, uh, from the library sites. There are some in print versions of this, but they're largely commentary and a little bit of the text. So with that said, um, I'm going to go ahead and dive in here. By the way, I totally forgot to do my call sign. This is the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub, and you should too. So we explore faith, spirituality, and the world of the paranormal here with an open mind, open heart. We welcome people of all race, religion, colors, ideologies, orientations. Doesn't matter where you are, who you're married to, where you do or don't go to church, or what you identify as. As long as you're here in love and light, we welcome you. Um, so with that, we're getting into it. Uh, the very first part of the first tablet is when in the height of heaven was not named and the earth beneath it did not bear a name and the primeval Apsu who beget them and chaos Tiamat, the mother of them both, their waters were mingled together and no field was formed. No marsh was seen when the gods none had been called into being and none bore a name and no destinies were ordained. Then were created the gods in the midst of heaven. So this is literally a, in the beginning. You know, we have in Genesis, it's like in the beginning. Um, this is our beginning here for the gods. And we have to remember that monotheism is, is more new than anything. 
Um, and any one of these gods can say, hey, I'm the only god. I could say, hey, I'm the only human. Hey, I'm the best podcaster. Hey, I'm whatever. Um, it doesn't make it true. It doesn't make it not true. It makes it true if I manifest it. Uh, it makes it true if I enforce it, right? Um, and so we remember like within the biblical canon, um, we've got these gods or a God specifically, uh, that's saying, I am God. You should have no other gods before me. Um, and then you wonder like why he comes down in fire and smoke, why all of these sacrifices and everything. We're literally going to see here how Inky rescues humanity from the flood that Enlil sends on the earth because he did not like that humanity was ascending. And he also didn't like the noise they were making. He's just a really irritable God. Um, and so he decided to kill everyone. He decided to flood the earth, uh, unalive everyone, excuse me, um, algorithms. He decided to unalive everyone, um, and flood the earth. And so Inky goes, well, wait a minute. I like creation. By the way, I have a half son or, or a hybrid son who is part God and part man or part alien and part man or part extraterrestrial and part man or part angel and part man. Um, and I say that because these are all interchangeable terms. Gods, angels, sons of God, extraterrestrials. Not that they don't all have different hierarchies. I, I get that. I get that. But, but for all intents and purposes, those are interchangeable words. Um, so just as we have different types of humans on the earth, we have different, you have some presidents and kings, some are working uh, folk, some are... Um, you know, disabled and can't work. Some are, uh, what we would consider superhuman athletes. Like we have different classifications on the earth. Um, and here I, I just get literally enraged with TikTok because it does this, like, come on, find it, keep it, stay on. There we go. Um, if you're watching on Facebook, you know, TikTok's got to figure out that the green screen that Facebook has is incredible. Cause it doesn't go away when I talk to the mic. Um, so with that said, like, you know, any God can say, I'm the only God don't have any other gods before me. Why do we believe that? Well, it's been pounded in our head, especially if you're in the Western tradition of Christianity, we're told that that God is the father of Jesus. Um, if you logically read the Bible, read it mythologically and logically try to actually connect the dots um, and what I say, take context clues. That's the number one way I read is what's the context of this? It doesn't have to be literal, but what's the context here and how might it connect? And so my biggest thing is, is like, why do we buy that this God in the Old Testament is the father of Jesus? Whoever you serve is fine, but it's very clear that Jesus is, is kind of speaking out against that God and trying to offer ascension for humanity. Jesus has even been tied to the serpent in the Garden of Eden, um, the shining one. He's connected to the, the one line in the Bible that talks about what we would consider Lucifer, uh, which is son of the morning, the shining one. Shining one was another term for uh, serpents. Serpents was a term for shining ones. It's literally these shiny star children, uh, the gods, if you will. And we got to remember that our, our modern vernacular is not what they... Um, not what they had back then. Somebody said connections messed up on uh, Facebook. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, hope you caught what I said, and hopefully the restream will be good. Um, I've been having connection issues. I think we're going to have more and more. Um, not to be doomsdayer, but um, you know, I'm just praying that all of this stays up and running uh, to the best of our ability, so we can keep this message getting out there. So thank you guys for your support. Randy says the one true God will reveal himself to you if you seek him uh, and his truth. Randy, man, you don't have a clue what I've given up, man. I, you know, my story, I've given up every manner of things that I've earned in this, this life. Um, in fact, I've given up my religion and my faith um, for something much more uncomfortable and much more authentic. Um, and so... You know, I, I, I've been there, man. I, I've done I've done your thing, and I understand you want me to, like, come back over to your side. And I'm not against you. I just don't serve the same God, and that's okay. Um, you know, you serve who you want to. Uh, but he's shown me who he is. Uh, he's shown me who, who Christ is in, who the Father of Christ is. And that's why this is so interesting, because it ties back 
to the Inky and Enlil story. Um, and that story of Inky and Enlil uh, really is the origin of all of this. It is two brothers that came down, they're terraforming the earth. Um, one of them decides that he wants humanity to be enslaved and worship him as a god, and he says that he is the most powerful. He wants the other gods to worship him as well. Um, he enslaves humanity. He uses them for essentially labor and to serve him meals with sacrifices um, because within our 3D plane of existence, they've got to uh, have someone with authority and we're created in the 3D or made in the 3D from the being that was here according to the mythology. Um, and so then you have Inky who is again the trickster god and he's like, how can I help humanity and the gods ascend from my brother here who is trying to become the most high the mighty um and we remember too if you get into hinduism and buddhism that the source or brahman um, runs through all things that's what we would consider actually god rather than this actual manifest entity not that that brahman can't manifest itself as anything but Again, we start tying all this together, guys. This is a big, big picture. Um, and some of you guys may think I'm butchering the mythology or I'm butchering the faiths and everything, and that's fine. I'm not here to be politically or uh, contextually correct here to one particular tradition. I'm here to try to make a bigger picture and put it all together. Um, and so it's just really clear from this when you have Enlil that struck the flood to try to unalive everyone because he wasn't happy with it. Um, and then you literally have the Noah character, which is a hybrid uh, angel or alien um, and human that is the, the hybrid son of Inky and literally connects to Noah. He was told to build an ark. This ark was not a boat. This was a disc-shaped object. Um, and as I have said earlier in many of my studies, um, that the Ark was none other than a UFO. Um, if, if and it were real, it would have had to been a UFO that would have taken genetic material for uh, the salvation of humanity rather than uh, the actual uh, animals themselves on an Ark. Uh, to me, that makes more sense in the technology of the God's view. Um, in the connection to Christ view as well, Christ being the same type of thing, born of divine and human. Um, he was a starseed. He was a, um, a light worker, an indigo, uh, a hybrid of both. And he was able to connect directly to his father. Might his father be inky? Um, we have some context clues to suggest possibly it was. We also have some context clues to suggest that possibly uh, his father that he's speaking of is the Brahman, uh, the kind of energetic projection of God in and through all things. Um, Randy says the one-third fallen um, are aliens or little g-gods kicked out of the third of heaven uh, and the second heaven. Yeah, Randy, absolutely. Like so, uh, But we have to ask, you know, the, that one-third, uh, are they the good guys or the bad guys? You know, if we're going to look at this as as the epic that it is mythologically, um, even in Book of Enoch, these fallen angels or watchers, you know, are they the good guys? Are they the bad guys? Even in the biblical canon, are they the good guys or the bad guys? Because I was raised to view the uh, God of the Old Testament as the good guy. And then you kind of figure out when you get older and actually can think for yourself hmm, he's not really that good of a guy. Um, and then you got Jesus preaching a totally different message. He's even speaking literally. I found the other day when Jesus is like, hey, how you know, they're like, how many times should we forgive? And he's like, seven times 70 or 77 times, depending on the translation. You can read it either way. Um, but he's literally talking about the judgment uh, during the Cain and Abel story in which Yahweh uh, was like, I will punish you for seven generations. And Jesus is like, hey, yeah, we're forgiving. Uh, you're not, you know, we're not talking about the same thing here. You're going to forgive uh, that seven generations times 70. 
or 77 like it's this multiplier he's like by the way um you're you're not understanding what i'm talking about here and so uh, that's, that's, what's really interesting. I've got dozens of verses, uh, pointing out the Jesus and Lucifer connection. Um, I'm already finding a ton to connect him to Inky, um, to Noah, uh, like to being these literal star seeds on the earth. So, um, Randy says fallen angels are bad. They are still under God's command. Um, well, I mean, they're bad if you view them as bad, for sure. I mean, you can view anything as bad. It, it's your point of view, your seat of judgment. If you sit, as like the Hindu tradition uh, states, if you sit in goodness outside of judgment, you can objectively observe everything um, and then get more of an authentic narrative to, to ask yourself the question, why do I believe that fallen angels are bad? Because if Satan really were the god of this world, wouldn't he teach doctrine that that backed up his version of things rather than the authentic version um and wouldn't he say that oh even satan masquerades as an angel of light well he does because yahweh in the old testament or enlil uh by the way i believe that enlil is yahweh um as we go through this um that's just my personal humble opinion understanding do your own research um go go look at this for yourself and it'll blow your mind when you actually get into the mythology you will question everything because you go wait a minute this was written how many thousands of years before uh christianity and how many thousands of years before the old testament even um wait a minute what is going on here um and so and then you just kind of see this effort to craft all of this into a digestible story from one side or the other rather than just looking at it and going wait a minute who do do i sit in the seat of good or do i sit in the seat of ignorance and i would rather sit in the seat of good which is um i don't have to be right i'm not here to be righteous even jesus said that uh, i didn't come to call righteous but sinners to repentance uh, i don't require sacrifice he said my father doesn't require sacrifice enlil did yahweh did uh inky did not um, Inky wanted, uh, compassion. He just wanted everybody to like, why can't we be friends? Everybody get along kind of thing. Um, sorry about the singing. Um, so I hope that makes sense. Um, let's see. Uh, Geo says, do you accept guests? Hey man, if you want to collab, hit me up, brother. Um, DM me, uh, comment on a video, something like that. Yeah. I'd love to do, I love doing lives with people. I just like to kind of have them planned. So, I can introduce you, you introduce me, we have an agreement to share the content, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I try to approach that. I do a lot of collabs. So, uh, hit me up. Definitely. Let's talk about it. So love to check out your content as well. So, um, let's see. Genesis is about Isis and, uh, autumn. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Genesis, the genetics of Isis, uh, the mother, the Tiamat that birthed all, uh, the hybrid genetics of the humans, uh, taking the hominid that was here that had a massive brain. If you study Billy Carson's work, he talks about the hominids that were here that had huge brains and huge electromagnetic uh, systems within their bodies. Uh, they were able to manifest their light bodies so much easier. Uh, they were connected to the source, connected to God as we would consider it. Um, and that then the genetic hybrids that were put on the earth in Eden, E-D-I-N, in the Sumerian mythology, um, or Eden in the biblical mythology, um, was actually a breeding farm. And it even had guards at it, just like the regular Garden of Eden story at the gates. Uh, just crazy, crazy uh, stuff. So uh, Randy says, sinners to repentance. Yes, absolutely. I've repented, Randy. Um, I, I do, uh, you know, everyday spiritual practice, stay in alignment with God, with the source. Uh, I do my yoga, do my meditation. Um, none of us are perfect, right? Uh, but I have, I have turned my life around and that's, that's the goal. So, um, turn your life around and actually seek the good, seek love and light. Um, and so that's very, very important. So, um, that's just, that's kind of how I approach things guys. So, uh, let's see, Rebecca had, um, let's see, 
Yeah, great point, Rebecca. Rebecca says, I consider maybe this could be different frequency vibrations and different ascension levels. Uh, yeah, and that's the deal too, like with the different angels, you know, they're going to be different frequencies. They're, they've got different motives. Um, we see with the intergalactic collectives or the Galactic Federation, um, the Galactic Federation of Light, you know, for me is who Inky is a part of. Um, then the, um, what is it called? The um, negative alien agenda, the NAA, would be more of the Enlil agenda. Um, so whether, I, you know, what those are, I don't know. I just, uh, those are all the theories out there. And I try to connect the dots with all of this. So, uh, Jennifer says our cat is named Inky is absolute light worker. He is a soul and pure compassion. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, I'd love to name a dog that at some point, maybe my next dog, I'll name him Inky. That'd be really cool. Um, what about Inanna? And Urshkigal, I haven't gotten to that yet. If that's in here, we'll get to it. Um, but we haven't gotten to it yet. There's only so much my brain can take in a day, guys. So um, I got to tell you, the studying for this has been probably one of the hardest things I've done study-wise because it's been like a very, um, very intense project to just like go through and and um what am i trying to say here sorry add um it's been an intense project to like decipher all these texts and try to remember all my biblical canon and try to understand all the other mythologies and like connect the dots and i'm not a scholar in this i don't have a degree or anything uh, i'm just a light worker a mystic uh, more of a gnostic type guy uh here to help the world be enlightened, you know, I don't care what you believe or what name you say or uh, where do you go to church or don't go to church or whether your church is a mountainside or your church is a temple somewhere or you are the church in your bedroom. I don't, you know, care. Uh, for me, I am the temple wherever I am. So uh, that's kind of how I approach it. But, um, you know, this is this is my life's work. I love doing this. I'm committed to this community, guys. There's a lot of fundamentalists that want to come in and try to tell me, you know, this is this and that is that. And that's based on their texts. And I respect their texts. I respect their tradition. But at the same time, I'm not doing that on their channels. I'm here in love and light and openness. That's why I'm here. So um, I'm going to continue uh, to just shower love and authenticity out on this community. That's all I can do. Um uh let's see what's up everybody yeah gilgamesh gilgamesh ties into this too the epic of gilgamesh you see some of the same characters uh kathy says mother god is real absolutely absolutely you know the original trinity was mother father and child you know that's that's the true alchemy of the self is the divine feminine the divine masculine you become the child of god through uniting those two as one even in the Gnostic Gospels, Jesus says when you make the two into one and the one into two, um, and you are one, that, uh, that that's when you achieve. That's when you no longer um, basically need to be led. You have, you have that God sonship or daughtership already. So uh, just follow your path. Uh, be you. Absolutely, Matt. Absolutely. Or Mark, excuse me. Uh, what's up, Melissa Lee? How are you, my friend? Welcome. Um, making sure I wasn't branding with my cup there. Uh, so I'm not sponsored by my cup. So, um, anyway, so, uh, let's see. It needs more base as I had to circle back, um, and see how they all connected with new eyes and open my mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, this requires a lot of circling back. That's why I got, you know, through nine verses in the text today, we're going to continue, um, every day on this and just keep plugging through it. It requires circling back. It needs circling back. It should be, it, this should be important to everyone. Um, uh, even if you grew up within a, a biblical tradition, this should be important because there's too many people out there trying to disprove the whole Anunnaki thing. Um, you've got pastors all over the world right now that are just trying to disprove this. Even my research for this was met with nothing but fundamentalist websites 
uh, saying that, you know, we serve one true God, dot, dot, dot. I'm like, well, look at Enlil. He's saying he's the one true God already, and he's a jerk anyway. Um, and you got other gods that are just trying to help humanity here. So, um, again, I can't tell you what's what, but I can just tell you from context clues that it's not as simple as we want to make it. And just because somebody says something, why do we believe them? Don't believe me. Don't just believe what I say. Go look it up. Go seek your own soul. Uh, go ask your own higher self. Go ask source. Um, that's like super, super important, guys. Like, um, why would we believe whether it's a person or a god or an alien or whatever, just because they're more powerful than us, does that mean that we need to trust them? I think every form of mythology that we've seen throughout history shows that just because they're powerful doesn't mean that they can be trusted. Um, and what is the ultimate power? It's when you can be trusted and you can take care of, love, nurture, lower beings. You can tell a good person by how they take care of animals. They rescue an, a dog out of the ditch or do they leave it or do they go out and they actually, you know, hurt animals? You know, growing up in West Texas, it was really popular to go um, out with, you know, these, uh, firearms, which, you know, I respect your right to have them. Um, but you know, people around here like to go, unfortunately shoot animals with them. And I absolutely hate that. I'm sorry. I, the love in me says that that's a creature that has the life force of God within it. And it does not deserve to be unalived. I'm even in the process of becoming a vegetarian slowly, uh, it's taken a lot of like deconstructing from that. So, um, Pinocchio dogma, uh, Kevin Smith movie. Okay. Yeah. Somebody mentioned Pinocchio the other day. Is that like the regular Pinocchio movie or is it called Pinocchio or called Pinocchio dogma? Um, and where can I watch it? Cause I want to check that out. I think that that would really help me on this walk. So, uh, let's see, uh, Jorge says, why trying to help? Um, do they want us to rise to the higher frequency, rise to be eventually like them? Yeah, absolutely. Like, don't you want your kids to be like you? Don't you want them to surpass you? I mean, you know, I would say that authentic, loving parents, obviously they want their kids to have it better than them, right? Like, why would our divine genetic parents not want us to rise uh, to their level or uh, even beyond them, you know, I mean, if we're all a part of this collective consciousness, what benefits the collective then benefits the individual as well. So even uh, whoever would be called a God. So um, Randy says, God gave mankind dominion over animals um, and he expects us to love them the way he loves us. I agree with that, Randy. I agree with that. I just don't agree that the mixing of wine within the biblical canon of who God is um, in certain stories and then who God is that Jesus talks about. I just don't believe that's all the same God. I think it's a mix of mythologies. And I think that a lot of, a lot of scholars have really shed light on how the biblical canon came to be and how many different mythologies are mixed into it or adopted into it. And that's okay. And I think we can read it that way and try to understand the authentic message within it. And here's the biggest question I always had when I was a part of the official Christian church, uh, which I don't consider myself now, but when I was a part of it, I always wondered, uh, you know, if we follow this Christ, this Jesus character, you know, why are we only quoting him like, you know, uh, one tenth of the time? And why is he only in like 2% of the Bible? Um, I don't really understand that. That doesn't make sense. And then people say, oh, there's all these connections. Well, there are. There's also a lot more connections that nobody wants to admit. There's connections that show that he is the Lucifer character. There's connections that show that he is definitely not from this world, that he's a, a extraterrestrial god, star seed type entity. Um, there's connections to show that he never corroborated the God of the Old Testament, but rather offered a new way. He offered an ascension path rather than a sacrificial path. And then people say, well, but he was sacrificed. Well, yeah. But if you look into the um, Inky and Enlil story, uh, some of the versions of it, too, Inky was, in effect, uh, you know, kind of the sacrificial lamb himself uh, to release the world from Enlil. 
Um, and so that's kind of the story that I glean from the biblical canon. Again, though it's not there word for word, context clues, uh, you learn that when you do uh, creative writing. Uh, I did a lot of creative writing in college. Um, had one of the best English professors. Um, and, you know, as I learned to craft stories, one of the things that he taught um, was the context clues. And I remember reading a, a story called The Cask of Amontillado. Um, and it was this kind of epic tale about two guys that go down into the caverns to find this rare wine. And I don't remember all the details, but I just remember that um, when I first read it, I was like, oh, that's an interesting story. Um, and I wrote my paper on it and he's, you know, he challenged the class. We're going to write another paper on it. Um, and then we got to write that paper. And then I think it was the third paper. He was like, look for the context clues. What connects to this part of the story and that part of the story? Where, what are the items that are drawn out that are alluded to, or that could be representations of themselves? Um, and so I think that's really, really interesting, um, that, you know, we, we have, um, context clues and, and we have brains and we can think for ourselves. Um, and, and I, and I love, I love people's faith and, and I'm glad that there's a lot of people on here that have faith. But for me, I had to deconstruct that faith, which doesn't mean a destruction. Deconstruction doesn't mean destruction. Deconstruction means you're taking a part piece by piece, laying all the pieces out, looking at it and fitting new pieces in where they need to go so that you can understand things better. That's what true authentic deconstruction of faith is rather than destructing it. And unfortunately, a lot of people say, oh, I'm deconstructing. They're like, I don't believe in anything anymore. No, 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 I believe. I just think that we're a part of a much bigger narrative. And I also think that a lot of us have been told one thing when the when it's actually the opposite. Um, when you're told Lucifer is bad, God of the Old Testament is good. Um, and then you start to look at the context clues and you realize Jesus connects to Lucifer Jesus connects to the serpent in the garden. He's not in corroboration with, though he may be related to somehow, this other God, whether you want to call him Yahweh or Enlil or whatever. There's definitely context clues to let us know that the story is bigger than we've been told from the seats of authority within this world. Um, and remind ourselves, we're the seat of authority. You don't have to believe anything anybody tells you, including me. You have a brain, you have a heart. Your brain is literally uh, a transmitter and receiver of information, fractal information with the universe. Um, and then your heart is literally a transmitter and receiver of emotional and energetic projections with, to, and from the universe. And so we have all the technology we need within the self to decipher all of this, to download, to decode. Uh, to deconstruct and reconstruct faith that makes more sense, uh, that has a stronger foundation, um, and that we have a deeper understanding of all things. So uh, Jorge says, why do we have this system usually called the serpent system? Um, so there's the beast system in, in Revelation that is talked about. And if you look at the beast system, when it talks about the great beast in Revelation, He's described uh, several different ways, like as a bear, as a leopard, as um, I think a lion. I can't remember the exact things. Well, that's the same exact, even the same pattern of description as God in the Old Testament. And so literally you can like take the beast system, flip it and go, it's the God system. Uh, you know, even in God we trust on our money and stuff like what God is that? Think about that. You know, you got how many people that go, oh, yeah, our country was founded on dot, dot, dot. And I'm not getting political here. I'm just telling you. But think about what God. Ask yourself what God, as I my throat chakra is just slaughtered before me as I try to speak these truths. Um, more and more, uh, you know, attacks come out on me. And that's just, <clears throat> that's the truth here, guys. So um, I have been, you know, you guys pray for me. I've had crown chakra, heart chakra blocks. Now I feel like I'm getting a throat chakra block here. And just as I try to speak truth, uh, I know we're in the dead of winter. People lose their voice anyway, but it's like, it's just really convenient 
this is the time when I'm speaking uh, some of these really, really deep authenticities. I don't want to call them truths because I can't tell you what truth is. Truth is within you. Um, but I want to say that I'm authentically speaking from my heart, from my consciousness, my higher mind. Um, and I hope that you guys hear and see what I'm saying. What I talk about on here, Bobby says, yes, thank you very much. Uh, God is dog and dyslexia. Absolutely. Um, I hope you guys get what I'm saying. This is eyes to see, ears to hear stuff. This is not for the indoctrinated person. This is for the initiated person. So if you're initiated um, and you want to know what an initiate is and you don't really know what an initiate is, um, then we've got a bunch of them in here. And they're um, our Mythos members. We have an incredible community called Mythos. Uh, it's our patron support community. It's nine bucks a month. You get to support what I'm doing. We have a live Zoom type call on Facebook every Saturday uh, where we get to talk with the whole community. Um, we get a private YouTube channel, lots of behind the scenes videos and uh, just different conversations within the Facebook group. Um, and so it's a great place to start if you're like, hey, I think I want to deconstruct. I think I, I need some support in this. That's why I built that group. And then if you are already initiated, like you're already like, I've gone through a bunch of deconstruction. I'm ready to be a light warrior. Like I'm ready to do this for reals. Then go check out my Charisma Light Warrior Academy. And you actually get a free Mythos membership with that. So you don't have to pick and choose. You can do everything. And that's only 29 bucks a month. Uh, I'm doing one of the cheapest uh, not cheap, but one of the most inexpensive membership tiers on the interwebs, especially within the spiritual community. You got guys and gals out there that are charging between a hundred and a thousand bucks a month for access to them or access to their courses or anything. So uh, Melissa says the mythos community is fire. Yes, it is. Uh, you guys are fire. Um, I love you guys. You keep me going. Honestly, I wouldn't be showing up here like I do if it weren't for you. Knowing that I have friends and family in the comments, knowing that I have my supporters here, uh, you guys literally keep this going. And we've got a bunch of new Charisma members too. It's already been highly rated by people that have gotten into it and just love, love, love what's in it. There's about 70 video trainings in there so far. By the end of this month, there'll be over 150 video trainings, and I'm adding to it all the time. So please go check that out. All of which are over on my website, www cubcooker c-u-b-k-u-k-e-r.com i'll share more about both of those platforms um, as we move forward in this series but if you know you love what you love what i'm talking about please consider joining one of those um, and those would be a great place for you to start within my ecosystem so um just to kind of finish up today thank you for letting me do a quick uh, promo there that really helps grow this minute ministry this mission this business whatever you want to call it uh, I am for profit, just so you guys know. Uh, this is my lifestyle. This is my livelihood. I do this for a living, and you guys allow me to do that. So thank you. I could not bring you guys the research, the artwork, the time that I put into this, the love that I put into the community if I was trying to juggle a job with this. There's just honestly no way. So you guys make it possible in the Mythos and the Charisma community. So um Lake asks, what is the Mythos community? Our Mythos community is a patron support community. It's just people that say, hey, we love what Cub's doing. We want to have a tighter community together. Uh, we get a private Facebook group, private live calls every Saturday with the community. Um, it's just a beautiful place to be. Um, and it's just really more of like the, the inner workings. You might consider it like an inner circle type membership here. So um, lots of cool perks with it. All of that's on my website. And then if you, uh, want to go like the extra mile and go through my teachings and trainings, which will teach you and train you to think like I am, to think for yourself, to step into your own spiritual gifts. There's a whole section going through spiritual giftings, um, everything from deconstruction to spiritual giftings to how to step into it personally or professionally. Uh, we literally have people that are working on going full time with their own spiritual practices right now. And that is one, I'm one of the few people empowering other people to do that, uh, because it's kind of a scary thing to do. 
but just as you step into it personally and you say, I want to do this for me, then you find out, hey, there's opportunity for me to do this professionally and literally change my life. So I'm teaching all of that within the Charisma course. And then you get in the Mythos community as well for free with that. So $9 for the Mythos and $29 for the Charisma. Sorry, not trying to preach too much about that. I just want to make sure that people that are interested know what's up and they have the info that they uh, need. So if anyone has questions, feel free to message me, um, comment, whatever. Um, I'll do my best to try to get back to you on that. So if you don't hear back from me, uh, Mythos is a great way. I, I answer everything in Mythos. A lot of people want more access to me. I get thousands of messages a week on multiple platforms. So if you really want that deeper access, then one of those two options is a great way to get that. That's just out of the literal numbers we have. Not trying to be selfish on that whatsoever. So, um, so yeah, we read the first part of the seven tablets of uh, the history of creation today. And we're going to be able to get more into this um, just as we go. Uh, we're going to look at kind of the battle between Inky and Enlil. Uh, the flood narrative, the ark narrative within this. We're going to look at the biblical references and do a lot more reading as we get into this. But um, for today, I had to lay a lot of that out, this whole intro. I think this is episode four in all of this. And it's all been intro, but it's all data that's that's needed and information that's needed to try to understand these stories. So <sighs> I'm tired of talking today. It's been a long day. Lots and lots of talking. So... Um, but that's what I do for a living. So I'm, I'm, I'm honored to do it, but I've done a lot of it today. Lots of videos, lots more videos coming out tonight. So trying to up my short videos on all the platforms too, for you guys. So, um, but you can go get this document for yourself. You can Google Enuma, E-N-U-M-A, E-L-I-S-H, Enuma Elish or E-L-I-S, depending on how they spell it. Um, and you'll find all manner of them. Like I said, there's one on Yale. There's one on UCLA. There's one on sacred text. Um, there's one on history. There's a bunch of different websites that have these documents for you uh, to go and decode for yourself. And it'll blow your mind, all of the uh, similes between this text and the biblical texts that we have. So trying to look at everything with an open third eye, an open heart, open mind here. So I love you guys. Thank you so much for the support. Thank you for being here. I am firm asks, where can I get the books to read? I need to read and understand. Absolutely. I am firm. I am working on for the purpose of this study, sourcing some in print books that have the Sumerian, the Babylonian and the Mesopotamian uh, origin stories in them and a bunch of the different mythologies. I'm going to put together kind of an Anunnaki kit on my website so that we can all study the same things together. So um, I will be working on that this week, and I promise I will get that to you guys very soon. But I like to be very careful with the, the text that I source because I like to make sure it's authentic and, and easy to read and something that benefits everyone. So as I source those, uh, thank you for your patience. But um, this study will be you know, we'll probably go through the end of this year. So just, just be uh, aware this is not going away today. This is a deep, deep, deep dive into origin mythologies um, and what we're a part of with Galactic Federation, extraterrestrial visitations, all the stuff. We're going to look at Book of Enoch with this. Um, this is kind of an extension of my Book of Enoch series. So it all ties together, guys. It all ties together. So Jorge says, count me in. Awesome, Jorge. Thank you very much. Um, and you guys that do get in on the study too, Mythos is a great place to ask questions, share data. We talk about all of this over there as well. So, um, And then the Mythos community is just, um, they kind of get like VIP, if you will, to the podcast because I get to see there. They pop up. They've got badges. Like, you know, they're easy to see uh, in the comments and everything. So it's just really nice. Uh, when you join Mythos for me to kind of be able to identify you um, and just become a tighter family. So, and, and that's my way of saying thank you for supporting me. So I appreciate that. Um, and like I said, if you want to become my student, grab the Charisma membership. 
um, before it goes up. 29 bucks right now a month, and you'll stay locked in at that. So Dizzy says, thank you, good stuff. Thank you very much. Um, let's see. Da, da, da. Melissa, Truth That Travels, dropped the link. Thank you so much. Um, Jason says, Cub, what are the Anunnaki? Are the entities that manipulate us in the astral plane daily? Very, very good. Um, that's kind of what I gather, Jason, from reading this, um, is that some of them are kind of the controllers um, of our reality, like they're, they're the ones operating the system or the program. Um, as I look into the Hindu pantheon and stuff and the different manifestations of God um, and all the different gods and stuff, um, you know, I think it's super ignorant that a lot of people just say, oh, they're all demonic gods. No, 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 no. You don't understand. They're all different forms, just like you have different personalities at different points in your life. Uh, you know, just 20 year old, you really want to hang out with 40 year old you? No, you'd hate each other. You know, it's like, so these different manifestations of God in different planes, different uh, physical manifestations are going to take on different characteristics based on the vibration they manifest into. Uh, but source God is different. Source God is pure. Source God is good. Source God is light and love. Uh, source God is not dualistic. Um, and that's who I believe Jesus was talking about. And that's who I focus on as the father. So um, anyway, I hope that makes sense. But yeah, good, good observation, Jason. Uh, I appreciate that. So um Let's see. Uh, somebody says uh, only one father glory to him. Well, yeah, that's the, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, if you open your mind and look at what I'm talking about, Jesus talked about this one father in spirit and in truth. And that's what we're actually revealing here um, for you guys with eyes to see and ears to hear and understand what my work is authentically about. It's about revealing that reality and that supreme being um, and then trying to understand and honor the other gods and manifestations around that um, and understand when uh, they decide they want to be worshipped and if they can be trusted or not. And my dogs are going nuts today. So um, there you go, TikTok. I guess I'll be downloading the Facebook version today for distribution. So TikTok's, um, I'm telling you, TikTok, guys. So thank you for the support over here. But be sure and follow me on YouTube because I am going to be starting to stream on YouTube and um, I want to get our growth on YouTube going because TikTok has been super finicky lately and they're always threatening to take it away. So give me a follow on Facebook and on YouTube. Um, and, and I'm streaming on Facebook right now. I'll be streaming on YouTube as soon as we hit 10,000 over there. So all the links are over in cubcooker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. We'll forward you to my stand store and you can click on the Facebook icon or the YouTube icon or whatever there It'll take you right over to my channel so you don't have to worry about because there's copycat channels out there of me so don't don't just trust anyone's link on it go to my links so uh, I appreciate that sounds like my dog yeah Jenny um, I've got two Great Danes one of them is a growing Great Dane and she's like a year and a half now and all she does is shake her ears. Um, her ears seem to be fine, but she just has allergies and she wants me to rub them all the time. And now she wants to eat. So the dogs get to be a part of, well, they're, they're just as much a part of the podcast as me some days. So anyway, but uh, Jay says, yes, I believe that's who Jesus was talking about because the father has never been seen. Absolutely. Pure source. Jay, exactly exactly on what I'm talking about. That's fantastic. So thank you for understanding that. Uh, Jorge says, in brief explanation, uh, why do we exist? What need had the gods? Um, yeah, great question. Um, I think it's a universal law of creation that creation wants to create because source wants to create. And anything with source in it wants to create and wants its own copies of itself even if they're lower copies of itself why do humans have dogs i mean i have dogs because they're annoying right no i love them and they're sweet and wonderful and they're a part of our family and they shake their head all the time um but i also want them to have the best life possible um why do we have kids well you know kids at first are not really like um you know they're cute when they're babies and then 
they start getting really gross, right? Like, but then we want to help raise them up. Like we want, we want to perpetuate and just expand. Like that's part of nature. Um, and nature, the Egyptian um, translation and understanding of nature, N-A-T-U-R, natur, um, is actually means of the spirit. So like when we talk about natural laws, those are literally spirit laws. Would you stop? Go on. I will play with you in a minute. What? I'm live right now. Um, I'm being told it's time to jump off. But um, so with that said, um, you know, why do we exist? I, you know, I, I wish I knew. Um, I think we exist all, all things exist, including the gods or the ETs or the sons of God. Uh, they all exist to glorify the source, right? Um, and that the source is literally experiencing everything all at once through all of its manifestations, including us. And I think that's the best explanation I've ever heard, downloaded, had a revelation on, or an understanding of is every part of creation from the dog to the human to the cat to the embryo to the trees and the breeze and everything that has consciousness and animation is all a manifestation of the father of that source moving through all things, experiencing it all at once. And I think that's pretty cool. I mean, it's like what we like to put on, uh, you know, we like to play PlayStation, but then it's even more fun to put on a, a VR headset and play. Like it's a more immersive experience by having all of this creation. Um, Cause if you're God and you're all powerful source, all intelligent and you're alone what fun is it why not have a huge family so and there 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 is my my call sign to sign off for today i love you guys join me on my platforms over at cubcooker.com um you guys won't regret it it is awesome love 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 my people over there so thank you guys for the support hope you have a beautiful day i love you guys i will see you tomorrow. Peace.